This is Charlottesville Insights with Jeff Gaffney, supported by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 on News Talk 107.5 FM and 1260 AM WCHV. Welcome to Charlottesville Insights. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes as we talk about the greater Charlottesville real estate market. We like to interview real estate leaders on this program and discuss the real estate issues of the day. Please check out our Facebook fan page where we host podcasts of our previous shows as well as some other useful real estate information. I'm also on Twitter, at Jeff Gaffney is my Twitter handle, and I'd love to connect with you on Twitter. I'm constantly tweeting out real estate articles. And the Facebook fan page, by the way, is under Charlottesville Insights. Um, So we'd love to connect with you there as well. And today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Movement Mortgage. They've got a great website. It's movement.com. Go there to get yourself pre-approved. You can check out interest rates. There's some other useful information as well. But it's a really good website, movement.com. And if you can't remember movement.com, you can go to the realestate3.com website and click the link from there as well. We also want to thank today's uh, some other sponsors we have. Uh, Craig Builders and Ryan Holmes are also sponsors of today's show. Well, the 2016 real estate market is off to a fast start. To shop for your new home today, check out the Daily Progress where Real Estate 3 has an ad with photos and directions to our open houses, or you can go to realestate3.com anytime to find your new home. This is Charlottesville Insights, Jeff Gaffney, your host. We're going to take a break and be right back with today's guest. Please stay with us. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 spotlights traditional homes of Albemarle. With 25 years of experience in the new home industry, they're proud to offer affordable priced homes with quality construction and appointments, offering a great value to the homeowner. Contact Tim Carson at timcarson.com for more information. And be sure to tune in here to WCHV 107.5 every Sunday morning at 1130 for Charlottesville Insights with host Jeff Gaffney. Hi, I'm Pat Jensen, the manager for Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 329 North Office. I've pretty much grown up here in the Charlottesville area and love Central Virginia. My son Chris works with me, and we enjoy helping people find the right home. We love it when the magic happens. You can reach us at charlottesvillelife.com or call 242-1554. This is Jeff Gaffney of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3. Join us every Sunday at 1130 on 107.5 FM for Charlottesville Insights. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 spotlights the preserve at Glenmore, the newest section in Glenmore. A limited number of larger home sites are now available. Enjoy the benefits of acreage while having the nearby country club amenities. Build your dream home plus 50% off Glenmore Club memberships. The properties are listed by Jeff Gaffney. See this and Jeff's other listings at realestate3.com. And tune in here to WCHV 107.5 every Sunday morning at 1130 for Charlottesville Insights with your host, Jeff Gaffney. This is Charlottesville Insights with Jeff Gaffney, supported by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 on News Talk 107.5 FM and 1260 AM WCHV. And welcome back to Charlottesville Insights. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host, and with us on the program, back with us, Tim Carson. Tim is a longtime real estate top producer. 
He's also the vice president of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3. Tim, thanks for being on the show. Oh, I'm glad to be back, Jeff. Enjoying the spring market, and it's good to see you. Well, thanks for coming on. We're going to talk a lot about real estate, but before we do that, you know, it's ACC basketball tournament time, and we're having this conversation uh, before the finals, uh, and so we're going to have to make some predictions, but um, I think that this team can go all the way. Um, I think that Malcolm Brogdon, I think the team will go as far as Malcolm Brogdon takes them. If he Mm -hmm. stays hot and other teams don't figure out how to shut him down, that this team can win the ACC title. What's your take, Tim Carson? Uh, Me too, but I'm actually more encouraged because of the play of the the other players. Because Mm -hmm. even if they shut him down right now, look at at Devin Hall and Mike Toby. Mm -hmm. Toby, what happened to him? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I think we can, it depends on how good Carolina is and if we can get past Miami I think we can win it mm-hmm. I would I would rather do that than win the regular season anyway yeah the tournament's so yes, exciting I know it's it's something you know and for our listeners y'all need to know this that usually historically the ACC basketball tournament is the unofficial unofficial christening of the spring market like Mm-hmm. First weekend and first couple of weekends in March in the ACC tournament, it's like cutting the ribbon and away we go of to the spring real estate market. Not so this year because the spring real estate market, you and I know, really started, I think it started back in the Christmas holidays. Oh, it was crazy. December was so busy, and I'm not complaining, but I had waited to do my Christmas shopping because I thought, oh, I'll have that gap. And mm-hmm. Instead, I rolled right through, and I was just stressed. That's why I'm glad Walmart was open and other places all night what has you uh shifting back to real estate what has you most excited about the 2016 real estate market right now what has you most pumped up about this market well the housing market is good right but the part that's got me stoked up is that the other markets are really booming and i i believe it has something to do with it being a presidential election a year and I've been doing this 30 years, and so I've seen that. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of activity investment in land. Um, I had an investor buy a property near UVA. I've got 100 acres of land south of town. I got two people bidding on it for half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So I just see that there's a lot of money that's being moved from other sources into real estate mm-hmm. because they know that's a really solid investment. Let me tell you what has me stoked about this market. There's a lot of things, but I feel like right now, a shift has happened in the rental market. And the shift is this. Rents have gone up so high in the last six or seven years. Oh, yeah. And they've now gone up to the point where those who a couple years ago would consider renting, they're now, instead of paying $1,800 a month for a townhome to rent, they're turning around and saying, I can buy one for the same money or oftentimes less. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And then when you buy one, the I, I feel like that shift has happened because the rents have driven those potential renters to the point where they say, you know what, it, it, it's, it's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's just too much. It's not a good enough value. And then they look over at what can I buy? And what I've experienced with a lot of clients in this marketplace is they say, 
I'm okay buying something for three to five years that's not the perfect house, right? but it's good enough for now and it makes financial sense because rather than blow two grand a month in rent, if you put that into a mortgage, you and I have been talking on this show for years. It's a big tax write-off there. You get to write off all the mortgage interest. Mm -hmm. You get to write off all the points on the closing. And so it ends up being by the time you, what you and I call the net effective cost of housing, by the time you take the tax deduction out, you take that $2,000 a month house payment, you pull the tax deduction out, the mortgage interest write-off, and you're really talking about $1,500 at the end, kind of net cost of housing, much better deal. And I feel like first-time home buyers are really tuned into that right now, partially because they're afraid it might go away. Right. And the thing that the first-time home buyer doesn't understand is the interest that you pay on the loan gets t written off your taxes, so it reduces your taxable income. Yes. And so if you get 10, 15, 20,000 that you pay, you don't pay taxes on that because it reduces it. So you essentially get a savings of the taxes you pay. So you have more money that you keep yes. and that you don't get that with renting. And the other thing, it's not just in the 2000 range. It's down around 1000, 1200 yes, a month. You're right. Um, and I'm also seeing the other two parts of the market that are very exciting to me. Uh, Lake Monticello is coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're seeing is because Albemarle's prices are popping, now people are going back into the green in the Fluvanna markets because it's more affordable. Mm. The other thing I'm seeing that's – I have a builder I work with is building lots are all of a sudden prices up again. Mm -hmm. Can't find affordable building lots under hundred grand. Mm -hmm. So And building prices have gone up. I have a builder. We've raised prices, uh, geez, 10 percent this year on certain properties, not because of uh, what people deem as builder greed – but true cost, site yes. cost, lot cost, two by fours. Mm -hmm. um, so with the prices going up, it's not going to get any easier for people to buy if they wait, mm -hmm. especially with the low interest rates. Let's talk about on the seller side. Um, actually, before we do that, let me let me talk about this little segment of the market. I've been out with several uh, clients here uh, in the last couple of months in the million to million five price range. Yeah. And I, I tell you what. Um, there's a lot of activity in that price range. And uh, let me just say to anybody who's thinking about selling a home in that price range, I would put it on now yes. um, as the daffodils start to come up in a couple of weeks, you and I know when the dogwoods are out. If you're thinking about selling your house, really almost any price range because there's kind of the inventory is so low. But in particular, in that million to million five mm -hmm. price range, I've seen a, a real great amount of activity. Um, let's shift to the sellers for a second. Before you put your house on the market, let's walk through some things that absolutely have to be done. Because if some of our listeners are listening to this program mm -hmm. and they're thinking, okay, Tim and Jeff are saying, now's the time to sell. Before you put the for sale sign in the ground, talk to me about two or three things that every seller needs to do today 
before they list their home for sale. Well, one thing a seller needs to do is get get outside of their own head and get a real estate agent, like one of our Better Homes and Gardens people, to come in and look at it so they don't spend money in the wrong areas. Yes. But I, absolutely, it has to be about street appeal, mm-hmm. curb appeal, and also you need to take care of anything that is unusual. Buyers, when they walk through a house, they subtract money yes. in their head. You can hear a cash register ringing, ringing, <laughs> ringing as they're walking through looking at a house. And what's the $200 repair? They're going to punch you in a number of 500 mm-hmm. and in a lot of also i'm finding a lot of the new home buyers don't have any skills like uh the people that are baby boomers and all that so they're not going to do it anyway they're they going to hire the, somebody they don't want the fixer up so, so you really have to go in you need to have, have the house clean you need to have the leaves out of your gutters you need to have the fresh paint on the walls some new mulch you know and rake the leaves and um and if a door handle's broken get it fixed so all those things, you don't have to spend big money. It's typically mm-hmm. cosmetics and dressing the place up. You and I have preached on this show for several years. Paint, mm-hmm. paint is not that expensive. It's the best. To, to paint indoors and out. It's not that expensive. Unless to they're do. bad painters. <laughs> yeah. I've walked in before to a seller and said, she says, I'm painting. I said, oh, that's nice. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, Right. Yeah, let's get a professional. Or if you can't do it, get somebody to help you do it. Right, buy prof- some tape at the store and tape everything yeah. that you can't trim cut. You know. And and the other thing is um, new carpet. Yes. I if if you have to ask the question, should I replace this carpet? The answer is going to be yes. I've uh, was on the show last week with Maggie Gunnels, mm-hmm. and I gave out the name of Rusty Miller at Floors R Us. <coughs> Call up Rusty. They come out, and I tell you what, it's very affordable, and the return on the investment of putting an all-new carpet is off the charts. Well, the other thing you got to remember, too, don't just slap carpet in. Think about there are other flooring choices that aren't that much more expensive. There's Some people don't want carpet, so stop and pause, and if it costs you an extra little bit to put in some of the new products, do that. But carpet, for sure, is an easy way to make it look good. Let's talk about that new product for a second. I was out showing a house in Mill Creek a couple of weeks ago, and I saw this. I walked into this new listing in Mill Creek, and I thought it was the very expensive mountain lumber right. distressed wood. Have right. you seen that? Oh, yeah, I know. And you it's, that's, that's and it's vinyl. About. Yeah, that's right. So that's so what that is. That's what I'm talking about. That's oh a new product. Goodness. It comes from Europe, and a couple of the of the uh, European builders are using it because it's it's a plastic floor, mm-hmm. but it's not what you think of. It's not even a laminate, and it's got. They've been using it in Europe for years and years and years, and it looks like wood. Mm-hmm. And it, I was blown away. Kids by and it. animals. It's and it's not like that cheap looking laminate. It's and, much and, better. And I'm told it's floors are us also that was in this particular yeah. listing. Rusty yes. put it in. Yes, I, I love that. And so you might want to consider that. And um, the one thing that that particular floor covering did is it brought the wow factor yes. for me when I opened the door. And after you've shown a client six or seven homes and all of them start to blur together, you'll never forget the one that has that wow factor. Absolutely. That's mm. the ticket. Not to mention just the practical part of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't have, remember, our, we have some clients who put down really, really, really dark floors with a bunch of children and pets and then immediately realize they showed dirt. So you also need to think about the usefulness, how you're going to handle it, what, are, what do buyers want, and do something that's practical but attractive. This is Charlottesville Insights. We're chatting with Tim Carson. We're going to take a quick break, 
We'll be right back answering some more of your questions and giving some predictions on this 2016 real estate market. Please stay with us. Hi, I'm Pat Jensen, the manager for Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 329 North Office. I've pretty much grown up here in the Charlottesville area and love Central Virginia. My son Chris works with me, and we enjoy helping people find the right home. We love it when the magic happens. You can reach us at charlottesvillelife.com or call 242-1554. This is Jeff Gaffney of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3. Join us every Sunday at 1130 on 107.5 FM for Charlottesville Insights. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 features Craig Builders, building in Charlottesville and Albemarle County since 1957. Craig Builders has been building new homes in this area for over 55 years. Locally owned and operated, Craig Builders provides high quality and oftentimes custom building services at affordable prices. Visit craigbuilders.net for more information and tune in here to WCHV 107.5 every Sunday morning at 1130 for Charlottesville Insights with host Jeff Gaffney. This is Charlottesville Insights with Jeff Gaffney, supported by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3 on News Talk 107.5 FM and 1260 AM WCHV. And welcome back to Charlottesville Insights. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host, and with us on the program today, we have Tim Carson. He's back with us. Tim is a longtime top producer in Central Virginia. He's also the vice president of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate 3. Tim, before we get back to real estate, let's shift back over to sports. Uh, This week, uh, my son came to town. Yes, uh, playing lacrosse for St. Joe's University. Go Hawks. I was there. And they gave Virginia a scare. They did. Let me tell you what I think happened in that game that's kind of interesting. Um, Virginia goes up 2 nothing for any of our lacrosse fans. First quarter, it's 2 nothing. 21 and it, shots. Yeah. And it was like 21-5 to five on shots at the end of the first quarter. And it looked like Virginia was going to roll St. Joe's. Well, the fun thing about lacrosse is that momentum shifts so quickly. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, St. Joe's has taken the lead going into halftime. St. Joe's is up three to two. Deep into the second half, St. Joe's is up six to three. And let me pay Dom Starzia a compliment because I know. Uh, some people have been critical through the years, you know, because they expect a national championship every year right. from Virginia right. lacrosse. And right. he's the Dom's won plenty. But here's I haven't watched uh, Virginia lacrosse as much because my kids have been in sports. Here's what I saw. Vir- uh, Virginia's losing six to three. And I'm sitting with all the Philly parents and we are starting to think, OK, this is going to be our big upset. Yep, signature win. We're going to come in and steal this game on a Tuesday night from UVA. And what happened was, I'm going to just tell you the way way it happened. Dom Starzia made all the right decisions at the end of the game. He found the one matchup that St. Joe's could not cover. And they had this little midfielder who scooted through and scored two quick goals. And Virginia got the lead. Um, but I thought it was masterful coaching by Dom Starzia. His team didn't play that well, but the coaching was fantastic. All the decisions 
that he made were the right ones. And um, St. Joe's gave it a great shot. They, they have a great young coach, but I think you saw the veteran the coach stand up and say, St. Joe's, you're not going to win this game because I know the button's to press. He pressed them. They won. I'm very impressed with Dom Starza. He's still got it. Yeah. Well, you know, I came for the first half, and I had to leave, but what I noticed the first turning point was when the the, um, the face-off guy for St. Joe's got busted in the nose yes. and came out with a bloody nose. And it seemed like that fired up St. Joseph's. Mm, it did. And then the backup came in, and yeah. they, then they went on a, a run. But they were playing great defense, and that Virginia was rushing their shots. And and the thing that I noticed that uh, Coach Starzia did is he rotated his face-off man until he found the yes. one that could win it, yeah. and then he stuck with he him. Did. Yeah. He did. Good, good what coaching. What a beautiful night for Yeah, it was Ross. fun. It was fun. Uh, it, it, for UVA sports, uh, we also have uh, you know great tennis here, and then it's baseball season. Um Coach O'Connor and uh, the baseball team seem like they're at it again, doing great things. going to be another great season. Oh, man, it's crazy. How they just keep reloading. So let's talk about back to real estate. Um, you and I would say, I, I think I know you well enough to say that you and I are about as busy as we've been in a long time right now. Uh, yes, I'm always busy, but this is unusual because it's a lot of stressful good things happening mm -hmm. yes the the other thing that i uh, want our listeners to realize even though the volume of sales is starting to tick up whether it's three hundred thousand or three million there is no easy closing today no. all no. closings are very difficult and and what that speaks to and i'm i want your opinion on this tim i think it's so important to have um an experienced broker helping you push to closing because there's so many things that can happen. Well, and even before that, I mean, you've been, I've, I've been in business 30 years and you're really close to that. 27. Yeah. And when we started writing contracts back then, we had a page or two of contracts. Now we're frequently having between 14 and 30 pages in a contract. Mm -hmm. So having a good broker in the beginning to get everything set up to work properly mm -hmm. and go through certain procedures. But there's a lot more paperwork, a lot more compliance, the new federal laws for closings. Then, because of all that, too, uh, and there's even can be, a, right now, a little bit of a shortage of properties. Yes. So some buyers come in the door and they jump and they do whatever they need to get the house, but then there's this underlying, uh, it's almost not a resentment, but there's a little bit of a, a thing going on there and if something goes wrong between the contract and the closing or there's an issue with the home inspection they're a little more ready to jump with good reason because you know it's tough and then you've got a lot of sellers out there who uh and that's the crazy thing about real estate people don't realize that it's about the motivation of the parties mm -hmm. so you could have one seller that doesn't care if they get a certain amount of money and the other one has to get it right so that's why a real estate broker is really important to gauge all those things the feelings to keep people apart so that they can help them focus on the facts mm -hmm. and what they want and not the emotions of the moment and an experienced broker uh, knows when to be very aggressive on certain items that's right and then when to pull back and be patient and kind of let something run its course and the Really, the best brokers still remember that you got to pick the phone up and call somebody this to work something out frequently. Yes, emails don't portray the nature of the uh, communication. Let me ask you this question because we get um, uh, oftentimes our listeners will send us an email and they'll ask, 
How do you price a home in this market right now, Tim Carson, without giving all your secrets away? Are there certain data points that you look at in terms of a lot is a lot of it based on your experience? It's it's based on experience, but then you actually need to dig in. And what's more important now is that the appra- if there's a bank loan, the appraisers have a lot tougher standards. So you really have to dig into the facts mm-hmm. and make sure that you pull out things that can be used later. Mm-hmm. Price per square foot is a good rule of thumb, but that doesn't take into account the unfinished space, the, the upgrades or the lots or the things like that. So you've really got to compare. I think Appraisals use three sole properties to come up with a value. I think you need six to nine. Mm-hmm. That way you have a broad reference point from what you're looking at. And you also need to remember that appraisers now have to use comps in the neighborhood. Yes. So if you got one bad comp in that neighborhood, you've got to dig in and see what the motivation was and try to overcome mm-hmm. it. But really, you also need to really compare the houses. You know, you've got to break down the unfinished square footage in the basement is worth less than the above ground in another house. Mm-hmm. So you have to become a little bit more of a... Uh, a research specialist. You do. And uh, uh, market knowledge is so important. When you're trying to price a home and you pull up what else is for sale around it, uh, really good brokers like yourself, and we're talking with Tim Carson, uh, really good brokers like yourself have been in most of these homes, have shown them, know their strengths and weaknesses. And so when you have something that's going to fit into a certain price range, you know all the homes around it. So important to know what your competition is. Absolutely. And the other thing is you need to back up and take a look at it and and don't get, uh, you know, influenced by Mm -hmm. the the love or the dislike of it. You need to look at it from a broad picture. What is going to sell in the market? Like, what's the right thing? What's it missing? If a house has something wrong with it, you're going to have to discount. If it's down in a hole, if it's on a busy street, you know, it's not all equal. So that's where you do the numbers first to get your range. And then you look at the facts. And they're all common sense things. And when you give up common sense, you're putting yourself in a lot of trouble. Well, let's talk about some of these data points. But one thing before we do that, one thing you and I would agree on, one data point that does not factor in to how to price a sell is what the seller's note is. That's correct. uh, Although that's often what we need to find out to find out what is the standing of the of the seller or the owner of the property, what their note amount is mm-hmm. has no bearing on the value. It only bearing it has whether they can sell or not. Uh, exactly. But or if they have to do a short sale. Right. Um, the other part with that is for people to look at um, the things that add value. You know, um, it's much harder, though, to price properties that don't fit into the niches like a rural property. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where you've got to really dig in. The numbers that I would tell sellers that you at least least need to have a general knowledge, as you said, your realtor is going to bring comps in terms of what's available now, what's sold recently in your neighborhood. But I also think you need to know what is your what does the county have you assessed for? Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that for a second because looking at your county or city assessment, if there's a big discrepancy between what the county or city has the assessment and what you're asking, you're going to need to explain the delta. Why is there such a big difference? Because every buyer that comes in 
or buyer's agent typically will pick up on what that assessed value is. How do you overcome that, Tim Carson? Um, you need to dig in and see why. A great example is a property you and I looked at recently where um, the house uh, had 3,300 square feet when you walked through it, but when you looked at tax records, it only had 1,800. It's because the former owner hadn't gotten a building permit when they finished the basement, therefore the county hadn't recognized the square footage. So the first thing we did, right, was get the, the seller who didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. We need to get you the county and go ahead and get them to approve that for occupant occupied space and get a CO on that, even though it was totally fine, then that'll raise a tax assessment. The other problem with tax assessments, they aren't accurate. They're not accurate right. because they're drive-bys. Yes. And you could have the same identical house that the inside's been destroyed and the other one's perfect. Mm -hmm. So they're just a rule of thumb, but they're, you also need to compare the data. The, that stuff's not always right. Even realtors shouldn't use that to rely on. Now, let me ask this question because I get asked this a lot on the program, either through Twitter or Facebook or email. How important is the Zestimate? For, before you explain that, Zillow is a real estate portal. I like it. Some people have different uh, opinions on it, but it has a lot of traffic, a lot of eyeball traffic. A lot of buyers like right. to use Zillow, and there's apps for the phone. Um, um, but the Zestimate is an opinion of value that Zillow does, and you and I would pretty much agree that it is worthless in our marketplace. Well, if you dig in and read it, a lot of the Zestimates say that they only are a certain percentage of accuracy and i think the accuracy here is not that great this is charlottesville insights tim i have so many more things to ask you but the show's come to a close i'm gonna have you on in a couple weeks again thanks for tuning in this is charlottesville insights jeff gaffney your host make sure you check out realestate3.com and we'll see you next week for another episode of charlottesville insights